This is Alma DeSanto. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails. And I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. February 7th, 2015, broadcasting live from two. Today, we have Victor Vitali sitting with us again this week. Welcome back, Victor. Thanks for having me. And Victor is the owner of Legacy Brands, and his new Tortuga is here. We're going to fire it up with him, and we're going to give him our honest opinion on it. Also, we thought, hey, it's a new year. Let's start drinking. Let's add that to the mix over here. And we have a perfect cigar to pair with it, or so they say, they, the people from Dram Cigars, as they created a new cigar, a cigar for whiskey. We'll see if uh, what that's all about. We have cigar news from Bad News Barry. Gentleman Chuck Morrison, not here, but we have something on tape from him. And Mr. Jonathan, welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, and we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Welcome back, Victor. You're like a regular here. I'd say you're the most... Um, attended att- guest. Attended guest. Yeah, you, you would be the... De- the um, almost co-host status right now. Yeah. The seat feels really good. It's it comfortable, like right? Fit right in. Right? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and we used to live around here. We didn't see you as much as we see you now. That you live far away. I you know, love the snow. You know, Leah Rice. What a winter we're having over here. My God. Another and, foot coming tonight. Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm heading out for Dodge. That's it. I'm getting out of here tonight. Heading to the Dominican Republic. Enough is enough. Let me uh, take some business elsewhere and do some work somewhere else and get out of here. Well, you just like to fly with massive chunks of meat. Yes, that's what I hear. Yes, so I do. That's <laughs> I asked, what do you want? I'm coming down there. And they said, uh, bring me a, a prosciutto. Said, what do you want, a pound, really? two pounds? Yeah. I said, prosciutto, what, what are you looking for? A prosciutto, like the whole thing. They want you to bring the whole leg. Yeah. So I said, okay. They don't have prosciutto there? I don't know. But Interesting. I asked the same question. Don't they, don't they have One, do they have prosciutto there? And two, is it even legal to fly with a prosciutto? I'm gonna, I'll answer that question next week because I'm putting it in the check bag. Talk about an embarrassing thing if they yank that How much for a prosciutto? How much for prosciutto? Uh, a whole leg? Yeah. Uh, I'd say about 400 Pretty close. Pretty close. 
Yeah. More? Is it more? No, no, it's about that, a little less. Yeah. All right, so what do we have here, Victor? Let's light it up and see what we got here. That's the Tortuga Reserva, Connecticut. This is it. It's the, the debut. It'll be arriving in about two weeks. Wow. And uh, you guys are the first to uh, put it live uh, on TV. Tortuga 215, and this is the Reserva, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. This is the box we're looking at. Yeah. Black box. It's uh, more like a uh, mahogany brown. There's like okay. a risotto thing going on to that box there. Kind of All right. Like so so I see, what do I see, three sizes? Yep, three sizes. That, that'll be it? Yeah. Okay. So which one should I smoke? What do you feel like? There's two of the larger one there if you want to. Okay. Are you going for the whole show? Or? Go bigger. No, we have to. We're going to do one hour, but I'll, I'll start with the big one. So there's. I like to guys, do the opposite of whatever Dave does. I'll so take the last man out. So I'll whatever. go little. <coughs> so, Barry, you've got a choice between Toro and Churchill. Go He's going Toro. All he doesn't right. want to be like Dave either. Well, this way we have three different opinions. There we go. Wrong. Smart. Wronger. And then my opinion? Smart. What's, my opinion is always better than your opinion. Okay. So this is a gigantic. That's your opinion. This is a big cigar. <laughs> it's got a green footband on it. It's got a white parchment paper uh, on top of that. It's got a full uh, double band on it. There's a lot of stuff. And you've got going a cedar sleeve underneath the parchment paper. Yeah. Right. There's a Details. lot going on here. Details, right? Attention to detail. My God. <laughs> Talk about packaging. Yeah, so uh, the bigger one, that's the Reggio. That's the king. Okay, the king. So that's what you and I are smoking. All right, we, as we should. As we should, I would absolutely say so. All right. All right, so let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, and you remember this, Victor, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. This was five years ago. They did it. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I bring that up only because uh, S-chip is knocking at the door again. I don't know if you heard that yet. Five years have passed, and they are looking, of course, once they get their foot in the door, looking for more money because well, 47 cents isn't enough per cigar. Isn't it interesting? I mean, now that Obamacare or the uh, Affordable Health Care Act has passed, why does the existence of S-chip why is it still necessary? Right. Let's take it away. Let's make it go away. I, I mean, I'm asking from a perspective of uh, complete ignorance. I, Be I really don't know. Because once they get it, they can't give up the money. They it's can't kind of the same up. thing, isn't it? They're both the yeah. same thing? It should be the same thing. This is something that isn't the same thing. We have an electric razor here. To, we to do not have an electric to, razor. No? We have this the, is old school. This is the Lotus Armada. It's a seventy nine ninety nine triple jet lighter with not one but two onboard wow, bullet that. cutters that slide right out. It does resemble an electric razor. I will give you that. It kind of looks like the thing that Captain Kirk had. Yeah, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. I don't have the power to captain. That was the worst Scottish accent ever, but I yes, I did the bad. best I could with you, what I had. You know what I think would help that accent? If you have a couple of more drams of scotch. There we go. You might be able to improve your Scottish accent. Yeah, this could get ugly. The cold drawer on this reminds me of balsamic vinegar. Just saying. Mm, balsamic vinegar. Mm. Cold draw. I with uh with you, you know, I'm I'm with you with the balsamic vinegar, but the flavor will go deeper than that, parents. You've got to get into the virgin pressed olive oil, not the light stuff either. I want the the 
the thicker, the meatier virgin press. Have some green color to it. I hear you like a thicker and meatier. I do. I like I like a good prosciutto every once in a while. <laughs> so, uh, and and you make you make yourself just a little salad dressing out of those two right there. Are we talking like caprese salad, balsamic uh, reduction, and olive oil, or what? What? Uh, you gotta go. You gotta go yeah. the the Modesia one. You gotta go deep. Interesting. I don't know what I'm talking about at all. Interesting. <clears throat> this is an Italian program. This, Prosciutto, caprese salad, olive oil, balsamic vinegar. Hey, this, this definitely screams the streets of Philadelphia. Two one five, Victor. There's, there's like uh, three Italians in us in the cigar industry. And two of them are and here, all so, here. <laughs> so let's go with it, right? All right, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to open up this uh, bottle of whiskey here. What do I have here, Barry? You have Balvini 12. Balvini 12. Yep. It's, a, it's a lighter scotch. It's a little bit floral. There's some citrus to it. It's not a heavier scotch, say, like Lafrog, which is really, really, well, Lafroig, which is really, really smoky. It says 1892 on it, smelling the cork. No, it's supposed to smell the cork, but that's all right. Smell the cork. Wow, it doesn't smell light. Galvini. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I can think of cyanide. From Lies Scotland, <laughs> it's the, the double wood, sunker. mature for two distinctive casks, age 12 years. First cask, second cask. The only way you really can call yourself a Scotch is if you're made in Scotland. And there are yeah. some uh, Japanese Scotch knockoffs that are in the Scotch aisle or Scotch section of the liquor store, but they cannot call themselves Scotch because although they follow the recipe and they age in the in the special wood and they follow everything to the T, in some ways better, they cannot call themselves Scotches. They have to be well, it's uh, a whiskey. It's a form of whiskey, exactly. Right. Bourbon's whiskey as well. It's just not made in Scotland. Gonna have our studio audience. It's good to liquor up our studio audience um, too. Certainly different is different mash though, right? Uh, bourbon uses like a yeah, corn. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yes, it does. What's I, the difference? You I think it has something to do with corn, uh, but I'm not a liquor aficionado. Malt and barley for uh, I don't know. So well, maybe well, maybe somebody there can help us out. Take malt and barley pass all beer. around. What, wait, was I supposed to shoot that before I pass nope. it down and give him the empty uh, yeah, gram? Yeah, or yeah. We what, got, am we I got, doing this right? Should I no, pass no? that down? Oh, all right, there we go. Pass that down. There we go. All right, Chindan. Chindan. Chindan, 100 years. May you live to be 100 years. All I right. think that's what Salute. that means. So do, you don't shoot it, right? We're tasting it? No, no. I just, just sip. All right, oh. so the trick to scotch, I should have told you this before you did it. Is it scotch or is it whiskey? This, this is, well, it's scotch whiskey. Scotch. Mm, it's good. It, it's almost buttery. There is a butterscotchiness to it. The whole trick is you evacuate the air out of your mouth. You press your tongue up against the roof of your mouth and you pull the scotch in and a little sip. You swallow and you retrohale the vapors and that dissipates the burn that you would get coming down your esophagus. And that's also where you get the right. flavors. From. Let's do that again. So you push the air out of your mouth with your tongue. You suck in the scotch into an air-free environment, swallow it, retrohale the vapors, And for me, it's slightly floral. Slightly floral. I now, can't get the butterscotch out of my head. The next cigar we're going to get to after yours, not to take any uh, 
anything away from it, says that the cigar goes perfect with it. Do you, do you feel that the the power of the scotch or the the, the overall sensation is as Hanky Kellner does, right? The um, what's happening after to your taste buds has been overpowered now by the scotch. Person. That I'm not going to get enough of the taste of the tobacco. I'm going to answer that from uh, from a person who does pairings from time to time. A scotch such as Balvini, which is a lighter scotch, it's a little bit more floral, it's a little bit more sweeter, pairs well with a Connecticut. You wouldn't want to drink, say, a Balvini with a broadleaf. If you were going to drink a broadleaf, I would smoke a broadleaf, you would <coughs> want to do something a little bit smokier, a little bit heavier, something like Johnny Walker. So the fact that we're smoking Balvini today, I think it pairs very well with the Connecticut Tortuga. But that's my personal opinion. What I think is scotch, any liquor, is gonna, when you're drinking it straight, is going to overpower the senses at first. But the pairing is not in that overpowering. The pairing is in the after flavors, what's happening on your palate as that dissipates. So you find the number of seconds after you've taken that sip, it's going to be, for each cigar, it's going to be different. If it's a fuller-bodied cigar, you would smoke that cigar closer to when you swallowed. Giggity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas if uh, you've got a lighter cigar like this, you may wait a full 30 seconds and then smoke the cigar, and now you've got a comparable palate engagement. Sounded like I knew what the hell I was talking about. No, there, but I'm, for a second. I'm thinking it. I'm so glad I took a few puffs of a cigar before I had any of this uh, scotch. Because if I did, I wouldn't. I'm not tasting enough of the cigar right now, as I want to. It's a cigar show. I really want to pay attention to the to the flavors of the cigar, but it it seems like I'm a little overpowered by the uh, scotch. That's I don't know. I'm missing the, the flavor of the cigar. So that, if that makes any sense to you, would you can as I as I waste a little time? Sure. I took the sip and and uh, now took a few more puffs. Now I'm getting back into the cigar. But the first puff of the cigar after I uh, drank the alcohol, I wasn't really tasting uh, a lot of the cigar. Yeah, something's going on with the sound here, Barry. I don't know. Yeah, there's a little bit of static going on, but I'm not really sure where it's coming from. I do nothing about it. Just yeah, I lowered my my headset. I shut <laughs> yeah. my headset off, and it's not on my end, so it's one of the other ones. Okay. So uh, if I may comment on what you're saying, <laughs> I, I think that um, – What, not doing anything about it, just standing there and expecting <laughs> it to change? <laughs> Give me 10 push-ups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what you're referring to is the scotch has like a long finish, right? I think that you may have heard. Yes, yes, it, yes. It's really that okay, long. Okay, it's, it's sticking around longer yeah. than I want the scotch to stick around yeah. because I want to taste the cigar. Yeah. After a little while, it, it has dissipated, but yeah. Right, and then you can start picking up the uh, nuances of the tobacco and the blend and yeah, the cigar yeah, yeah. and everything after that. I think, in my opinion, just to kind of elaborate a little bit more on, on what Barry just said, in my opinion – I prefer to use an alcohol pairing with a cigar that is not heavy on sugar. So, uh -huh. you know, the, the lighter it is on the sugar, I feel like it's it's a better pairing. So you're not really a rum guy then. You're not going to go sipping rum because that's, that's not, high sugar content. Exactly. It's really not my thing to do rum. Uh, really, the, the highest I'll go on the, like, sweet level would be, like, a, a, a red wine. Okay. With a pairing. 
And you could go sweet or dry on a red wine anyway, so you could lean toward the drier side. Right. And you're good to go. Right. So, yeah, rum has really never been my uh, pairing. And even cognacs. You know, you remember back in the 90s, it was sure. all about cognac yeah. and cigars. everything. And I never really got that. I like more of a, uh, like Barry said, like uh, Laphroaig or Lagavulin. Or it's a more peaty scotch. So you get more of the, um, like the smoky and less of the sweet uh, characteristics yeah. of the scotch. And even when it comes to coffee, I mean, I like the darkest, most bitter coffee there is. To pair with the cigar, I feel like coffee and a cigar pairs very, very well, and I can pay attention to the cigar, to it. This, I'm um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm almost sorry I took a sip of that, because it's taking away from my my smoking right now. It's uh, a long finish, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's still there. I'm gonna drink a little water because uh, I want it to go away. Now, Victor, would you characterize your Tortuga, Connecticut here as ultra mild? No, I wouldn't say it's ultra mild. I would say it's standard mild. And really, that's what I was going for. I mean, right now, the way the industry is going with Connecticut, a lot of people are being, um, or manufacturers are being more progressive with the strength of a Connecticut shade cigar. And I really didn't want to go in that direction. I really wanted to honor the tradition of the yep. standard Connecticut, and that's what I tried to achieve It's here. beautiful. I'll tell you, the wrapper is beautiful. It's elegant looking. It's burning great. Um, great um, amount of flavors. See, There's I, a I, lot going on. I would love to say that, and I can't because I've been, my taste buds have been thrown Assaulted. right now. They are. <laughs> and it, it's going to be interesting when we go to the next cigar because they're saying it's actually pairing. I'm imagining it's going to have more body to overcome the, the, if they're pairing it with this exact thing. This is overpowering. The, the alcohol is overpowering the cigar is what I think is happening. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I would say their, their cigar is probably a little bit more full body. This is more of an elegant blend. And, I mean, you'd have to be really careful with the scotch pairing with this one. Now, uh, what country of origin is this? You're looking at uh, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. There's a little bit of Dominican Republic in the filler just to kind of balance it out yeah with a uh ecuadorian connecticut wrapper now i wanted to go connecticut connecticut the problem with going connecticut connecticut for the size of the company that i am is getting the same quality of connecticut connecticut two three four five years down yeah. the road i don't have the purchasing power that the bigger guys have yeah. and securing that future is is pretty much impossible for me. So a lot of people ask, why didn't you go Connecticut, Connecticut? You know, if, if you're going to honor the tradition yeah. of Connecticut, I just, I couldn't do it. It was pretty much impossible with my production levels. You went, I mean, this is a pretty golden colored, beautiful shade wrapper though. I, I would not have guessed Ecuadorian. Is this a special strain of some kind? No, there's nothing. I'd like to say yes, of course it's special, but it's, it's really just, you know, there's all these different shades of color right that tobacco is graded in and just to stick to that traditional uh aspect of what i tried to achieve here i went with the lighter shade gotcha which typically people buying ecuadorian connecticut don't want they want the darker see and i find i find that it goes both ways that i think maybe i'm mistaken there is a greenish hue one uh there's a cigar on the shelves you know, it, the name is escaping me, but it has an almost greenish hue in its Ecuadorian shade. Hmm. This appears to be on the golden side, 
And then you're right. The other Ecuadorian shade cigars tend to be on the darker side, almost sun-grown. Almost sun-grown. Yeah. Well, well, I believe they are sun-grown. Ecuadorian shade is not grown under shade. It it's is. grown under cloud cover. Well, there, yeah, there That's, is the, the constant cloud cover in the region, but shade, shade leaf is grown under shade. Wouldn't they, they're putting cloth up? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the cloud cover was the shade. Yeah, I was under the same impression. <clears throat> Ecuador, they just did it under the natural cover of the cloudy skies. It depends on what leaf you're growing. Okay. If you're using Connecticut, this, this particular Connecticut is shade grown. Okay, so they put it under the cheesecloth, just like they would in Connecticut or wherever else yeah. they're growing Connecticut. Yeah. It, it's elegant. It's beautiful. I, I, I blew the smoke through my nose try to get more flavor my flavor has come back now i'm getting it everywhere uh long finish was the perfect example what to say so i had that in there it lasted a few minutes of it overpowering my taste buds i'm, I'm not going to take another sip until we get to the to the next cigar in the next hour because i want to i want to this, this cigar was not made to be paired with this no so uh i'm not going to pair it with it um and, and try to keep it um so i can really taste what it, uh, you know what then I'm out too. <clears throat> yeah, you're gonna put it down. Putting it down. If you can handle it, handle it. But I, I think it was a mistake on my part. No, it is. It's more than a thirty-second finish. I mean, it, you're, yeah. you're, we're getting into sixty seconds, minute and a half. It's definitely a long finish. Yeah. Now we'd had a question of the week, which we're gonna get to in a second, Victor. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious of your thoughts: long finish or short finish when it comes to a cigar? As far as what's what do the, you like, Bill? It's my my preference. <laughs> yes. We had that question last week, two weeks um, ago. Yes, it's a great question. I, I think it really depends on on what tobacco I'm I'm smoking. So expectations are really big in that sense. When I'm smoking a Connecticut shade, I prefer a short, crisp, clean finish. Yeah. Um, when I'm smoking uh, like a sun grown, uh, an Ecuadorian Habano, or uh, uh, you know a full Nicaraguan Corojo or Criollo, I'm looking for that long, lingering finish. You know, that real earthy, uh, uh, toasty type flavor. Yeah, you're after dinner cigar or something you want it to linger for. Yeah. And that would be the one that I would want to pair with the uh, scotch or something, maybe. Sure. A cigar that has a long finish, then it kind of pairs up. But could it be, and I'm going to pose this, It does. this doesn't have to be the official question, Barry, but I'm curious about everyone's opinion. So often we find in the cigar business that guys looking for a Maduro cigar, they think they're looking for something strong. They end up gravitating toward the milder of the Maduros because the perception isn't really reality. They think they're smoking something stronger, but it's really mild in sweetness that they're going after in the flavor. Could it be that people are smoking cigars that are really too strong for their palate because this is their smoke in the band at that point? And this is why pairing with scotch has become so popular because the scotch actually washes out the bad experience from the cigar and leaves yeah. on their palate only the good. Because this is so clean, it, it took away right. the flavors from it. If we had gone with the uh, Tortuga Cedro, for example, I feel like the Cedro would have been a great pairing with the Balvini because that has a longer finish. It has a lot more going on yeah, flavor-wise, yeah. uh, deeper into the palate, and it would yeah. have stood up to the Balvini. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. theory. I yeah. think uh, um, I think that uh, to kind of uh, agree with the theory a little bit further into it, a lot of people don't really know what strength the cigar is. I think there's a big misconception over, 
you know, someone will come in and say, hey, I, I like mild cigars. And uh, when you ask them what they've smoked in the past, they'll name four or five different fuller-bodied cigars. Right, right. And, I, you know, there's really no, like, um, uh, uh, strength chart or guideline for people to yeah, follow. Yeah, there should be. Right. You should have, there should be some sort of letter coding or something. No, on because, because of the argument that happens when, when uh, we talk about a full-bodied cigar, there'll always be somebody else say, ah, it's kind of full-bodied and stuff. I don't find that full-bodied at all. The argument begins yeah. of, no, well, I'm, I'm a strong, tougher man than you. I don't think that's strong. We're experiencing well, what, it this week with uh, the announcement of the Cigar of the Year, B.G. Meyer, is a medium-bodied cigar right. all day long. And sure. the, the true test of that is you finish the whole cigar. Right. All the way, nubbed it, it down. Nubbed it down. And, and many of them. I've absolutely medium-bodied. Yeah. It looks like a powerhouse. Right. Thing. So a couple of staff members, and they'll remain nameless, uh, have looked at that cigar and said, oh, it's medium plus to full. And then I have them smoke it with the band off, and they go, oh, this is medium-bodied. Yeah, that's BG Meyer. Right. It looks like a powerhouse. And I think that's going to be one of the successes for that one for being Cigar of the Year is it has that appearance of being full-bodied, but the reality is it's a I little think a lot of people make that that assumption. Uh, that's not the right word. They come to that conclusion just on the first couple of puffs because the BG Meyer on the first couple yeah, of puffs. early aggressive. It's, it's, early, it's yep. early aggressive. Yeah. But as you smoke it, it progresses down to totally medium like you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering if those initial few puffs – are clouding the judgment. And it's easy for people to get confused between aggressive on the palate right. and actual strength, which we're discussing nicotine content at that point, how much nicotine is, is being put in your system. That's the strength of the cigar. And then flavor-wise, it, it does start off aggressive and then gets a little earthy, a little sweet. So this is a short finish, this Tortuga, Connecticut, totally. short finish. What would you say on BG Meyer, long finish? For me, it's moderate. Yeah, it's okay. not too long. It's, where it's, it's definitely annoying. longer than this. It's definitely yeah. longer than this, but it doesn't linger like the unwanted friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It knows when to leave. Yeah, <laughs> very, very good. I'll give you a bell for that one. Wow, you got a bell. I got a bell. I'm on a roll two All weeks right. in a row. All wow. right. So, what is the question this week, Barry? What well, was last week's? Last week we asked people what country produced the cigar that was their go-to cigar. What country do they gravitate to more? Which, which is very interesting, Victor. I asked you about the cigar, and you told me about the Nicaraguan contents in an Ecuadorian shade wrapper, a little Dominican. We didn't even mention what country it comes from. Because really, it doesn't matter. It but, doesn't, yeah. But what country does it but, come from? Right, so you remember in the old days, it was like, you know, in the 90s, it was like, I only smoke Hondurans. Yes. And then years later, the news came out that it was a blend of like five different yes. countries. So the, the country of production is Honduras. Okay. So isn't that interesting? But go ahead. So with the most votes that we've had to date with well over 700, um, Nicaraguan came in first with 33% of the vote, followed by the Dominican Republic at 22%. And in third place was Cuba at 17%. Yeah. Interesting enough, of all those votes – like 1.7% was Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last. Well, Mexico was uh, Mexican Puro only. Right. That's it. So you like it or you don't like it. So yeah. I understand that aspect. It's it's it, The anomaly is Cuba and Mexico, which are Puros, and that's what they are. The other countries, it doesn't matter if a cigar is made in Nicaragua. and They use Connecticut Shade Wrapper and Dominican Filler. Look at, look at um, Davidoff Nicaraguan. Uh, made in Dominican Republic. It's called Davidoff Nicaraguan. It's not made in Nicaragua at all. Well, at this point, a, a blender like Victor, <clears throat> as small as he is, 
you really can boutique yourself to the next level because you can choose every ingredient. And then beyond that, you can choose the factory that has the ability to construct the cigar the way you want it to be constructed. And ferment it. Ferment it do that the, way. Do the fermentation. Yeah. So really, you get to micromanage on a level that maybe wasn't even possible in the 90s. It's pretty awesome. I think it's the magic of the of the boutique, the smaller yeah. companies that can do this where the big guys yeah. actually can't. So you're taking uh, what they can't do and you're doing it. And that's what makes your cigar, it's what makes boutiques special to us geeks that are really into cigars. Yep. We like the boutiques more only because the big guys can't even produce this type of thing. Yep. So this week's question is, what is your preference in terms of wrapper? There are eight choices on the site, some of which include Connecticut, Corojo, Sumatra, Broadleaf, Habano, San Andreas, traditional Maduro, so on and so <coughs> forth. So uh, feel free to go to the CigarAuthority.com. On the right-hand portion of the page, just beneath the gold two guys advertisement is the poll. And uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, what's your favorite rapper? Uh, you make it all. You have something for everybody. Uh, you're not producing for yourself, but personally, do you have a personal favorite? Well, you know, it's it's interesting you say that. It, it really, and, and I, I would probably be terrible for the survey because I guess people would have to pick like one certain thing, right? So for me, if I'm in the mood for Connecticut, I go for Connecticut Sun Grown, and my Maduro of choice would be a Brazilian Matafina. Ah, we were talking about that earlier. Yes. We, took, we were looking to, I'm um, going down to Dominican tomorrow, and we were looking to, uh, well, see if you got Montefina and see if you can add some of that to it. Isn't that funny you say that? Okay, that music means we're going to break. When we come back, we got some mailbags. Uh, maybe we're going to liquor up a little bit more and uh, take a peek inside the humidor. Bad News Barry, gentleman Chuck Morrison is, uh, uh, has a tape with us. we got the best tweets of the week, and we're going to uh, get into more of the Tortuga, Connecticut. Stick around, everybody. A lot more coming your way. We'll be back in minutes from the Cigar Authority, from the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. 
the time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, May we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Yeah, you gotta let us know this. It doesn't work. And we're back. We're back. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. And with us from Legacy Brand, smoking his Tortuga, Connecticut, a brand new cigar, due out in about two weeks, huh? Two weeks. Victor Vitale. So, uh, how will you launch it? Do you have already people that have already pre-placed orders? Yeah. So uh, at the trade show last year, I had um, uh, cigars to show, actually. Okay. So I was taking pre-orders at the trade show, but even though they were there to show, I didn't have anything to smoke. So the excitement that uh, I was coming out with a Connecticut, which is really overwhelming and positive. Because it's the biggest seller. It's really, yeah. It's, I mean, not, it, it's such a different world that the, the, uh, the geek out there, well, he's coming out with a Connecticut, no big deal. To the retailer, it's everything because it's sales. Yeah, retail. Now, usually the retailer wants to taste it. You know, let me try. They say, da, 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 da. And, you and they samples. were like, no, no samples. Right. Just under glass to show only. And I was getting winner. and it is a guaranteed winner. It is burning. It is ready. You didn't rush this out, no doubt about. No. I mean, you said beautiful burn till line. You got I, one shot of the first opinion. First, uh, I kept it an extra thirty days in the aging room, yeah. just to be absolutely certain. Uh, you're certain, be no doubt about Thank it. Thank you. It's ready. It's perfect. Yeah, you. If you want to just send ours, you know, this week, that'd be great. We'll get them a week ahead of everybody. You'll Good. be first. That'd be fine. Here we go. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if we have problems uh, out there on video land of people catching us or not catching us or something, but we're recording anyway. YouTube is a place to go in case uh, the, site, the site went down. Yep. Um, but uh, Mr. Jonathan, you have something in the mail bag <coughs> right now. I do. The uh, Skippy, you've got mail. Mail, mail here. You've got mail. There's a letter in your mailbox. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. Hello, Cigar Liberties of the Cigar Authority, which, by the way, I you coined that. I coined that phrase right there. You did. Uh, I'm a longtime listener and look forward to hearing your sometimes crazy 
flavorful descriptions as you smoke each week. My question is, how does flavor, for example, Chinese pea pods, licorice, cherry fun dip, uh, doesn't mention any of mine, so he's spreading the love around there, Barry. Yeah. Uh, how do they relate to a cigar's body, like medium, mild, etc.? Do they relate at all? Thanks, Vin from Jersey. Do they relate to what? The flavors that we taste. Do they relate to mild, medium? So my guess would be, uh, where are you more apt to taste, say, licorice in a full-bodied cigar as opposed to Chinese pea pods in a milder cigar? I would say milder cigars, you're going to taste more. You, you can, overpowering cigars, usually you're not going to get a lot out of it because they're overpowering. It's just I, tend to, I tend to myself to taste more coffee and chocolate notes in fuller-bodied cigars and vegetable-type components in milder cigars. Okay. I think that's a great question, by the way. You know, so, I mean, not a lot of people think like that. Like, you know, uh, so I think if I'm understanding the question correctly, he may be saying, you know, what I taste more of like lighter flavor things, like vanilla is kind of like a lighter yeah, flavoring. Yeah. Uh, like toasty, butter toast is kind of like a lighter flavor. Yeah. Like you said, more fuller bodied, more earthy and coffee and like dark roasty type right. flavors. But also I agree with you. I think milder cigars to me have more complexity of course of that's course. in my opinion so you can't hide anything in this if, if, if you have a bad piece of tobacco in this cigar i would taste it if there was something wrong you could taste it i agree so it, it's risky making a mild cigar if, if, if you're trying to uh listen put it to the to the uh choice of flavored cigars if you put a bad tobacco in a cigar that you added flavoring to later you don't know it. Nobody's going to ever know that that I happened. Agree. And nothing goes to waste. It's a good uh, restaurant that uses all the materials in restaurants. It's a good cigar factory. It uses everything. Nothing right. goes to waste. So the, the I would say the bad, the, the worst components could be hidden in full body cigars. Um, because, well, absolutely in flavored cigars, but then in full body cigars. But you better not have a bad piece of tobacco on a milder cigar because you're going to pick it out. Now, is there a reason why you waited until now to come out with a Connecticut and didn't come out with the Connecticut first? Um, yes. The Connecticut Shade Smoker, uh, and, and you'll have to correct me here if my theory is, uh, is okay. wrong. The Connecticut Shade Smoker is more brand loyal than any other category in the store or the humidor. I agree. So, yeah. so as, as a small company, it's very, very difficult to get someone to try your brand for the first time <laughs> when there's already a brand loyalty existence. Yeah, but uh, a Tortuga customer, somebody that loves your regular Tortuga, is not necessarily going to go to this. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't. I think that they would try it just for the sake of trying another version of it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like you know, you look at uh, if we're talking scotch, and you might agree with this out there, uh, the Johnny Walker double black and Johnny Walker blue guy is probably never going to drink the red, but that might not be a good comparison to use because that's really like a standard of quality. This really isn't a standard of quality, more so as a. Are these priced the same? Standard is of there, taste, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's an eight dollar cigar. Everything is roughly eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got a guy that maybe drinks Macallan, say eighteen. So in that case, his standard would probably be more the eighteen than the Macallan. He wants to compare other eighteen-year-old scotches. 
across the board. Yeah. And if he likes that Macallan flavor, which is not all that peaty, it's a little sweeter, then he's going to gravitate toward other 18-year-old scotches, say maybe an Oban, for example, that's going to be in that same flavor category. He's probably not going to go down to a Balvini 12 ever. Yeah. Someone may give it to him as a gift, and that's what he gives people when they come over, but he's probably not going down to right, it. Right, right, yeah. So I uh, think we answered that question, or we gave him absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. He's nothing. Got nothing. Well, let me, let me just say one more yeah. thing based on, on you know, your theory of the complexity being more in the mild cigar. So uh, uh, st- loving coffee, like we were talking about earlier in the office, did you know that the darker you roast the coffee bean, the less of the flavor nuances appear in the darker roast? They say less the caffeine. The darker the bean, the less the caffeine. There's that. And also, uh, if you look at the chart, like the way they, they position the chart of roasting, yep. really like medium to dark is like uh, optimum. Once you cross over into dark, you actually lose some of the notes of uh, like the berries. Um, you you kind of burned it away, maybe? You kind of burned it away. And the, the, inverse, way to say the it. inverse would be true. If you don't roast it enough, you haven't caramelized enough of the sugars to develop the flavor. So there is an optimum. It would be like tobacco. Certain tobaccos are optimum at five years, and other ones require 12 years. If you overdo them, yeah. Well, well, let's take a Candela wrapper. That's the green wrapper that's on there. So that would be ultra mild or something. But we're not into that because it has a grassy component to it that I feel overpowers the flavor of whatever tobacco is in there. That's getting golden. gets better. Yeah. I agree. So what's your take, Victor, on flavored or infused cigars uh, as a, a tool in the marketplace for developing new smokers? Um, you know, interesting question. I mean, I don't prefer flavors, but there's certainly a large category of user in even the premium uh, market for people who enjoy the flavors. So uh, I think traditionally that market was created as a crossover. So people uh, um, uh, using domestics like the backwoods right, and things right. like that. It was kind of like an easier bridge for them to get into the premium handmade uh, yep. uh, cigar market. So uh, I don't know if that kind of yeah. Look, look at something like a Baccarat yeah. cigar that would have a sweet tip to it. Yeah, a person would gra- gravitate to that first. It dissipates after a while that sweetness, and then it goes on to. Um, it, it turns into a regular cigar later on right. during the thing. And then, okay, I can get past the cigar and start with one that doesn't even have a sweet tip. And then they're into a milder cigar. And then as it goes on, before you know it, we've watched, the, you know, you, yourself yeah. evolve into you can smoke anything at this point. Right. So, uh, okay, we're going to go into uh, this classic day in classic history, and this time uh, we're going to do uh, the classic three-way, and I, it may be the first time we ever did it. We're going to ha- actually have Victor go solo this time, our oh, guest. Wow. He's been Pressure here, is on. He's been here enough, so let's go, <laughs> let's go solo uh, with Victor. and let's. Uh, Before let's... I hit the music, I'm just going to give an update on what's going on with the show. <laughs> okay. Um, those that were looking to get it through to CigarAuthority.com can now. Okay. As you know from the email you sent me earlier this week that our website host went through an upgrade. Yeah. And it seems that the most recent post became an earlier version. So everything's where it's supposed to be now. When they put the website back up, evidently they rolled it back 12 hours when it shouldn't have been rolled back that far. Uh. So it's all corrected and everything's working. And with that, Jonathan, Victor, you're going down. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle 
it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history, is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under. Get this under. $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, this is the closest without going over. We have four questions for you today, four people. We have a comedian, an actor, a singer, and an entrepreneur celebrating their birthday today. Victor, we're going to start with you. Comedian Chris Rock, actor, producer, director, and screenwriter, whose Comedy Central proclaimed to be the fifth greatest stand-up comedian of all time. His 1996 comedy special, Bring the Pain, won two Emmy Awards in large critical acclaim after being... Beaten up and bullied by white students in high school, he dropped out and earned a GED and uh, started working a fast food restaurant while doing stand-up in New York's Catch a Rising Star in the 80s. He befriended Eddie Murphy and was given a small role on Beverly Hills Cop 2 in 1987. He's born today. What year was comedian Chris Rock born? What do you got? 1971. 1968. 1968. 1969. And it is going to go to Victor at 1971. Okay. It's 19... Oh, no. Wait a minute. 71. 69. 69. No, you're all over. You're all over. What? 1965. Wow. Son of a... You're all over. What? 1965. Son of a... You're all over. But the good news is nobody's got a point. All right. Okay, uh, Mr. Jonathan. Ashton Kutcher. You know who he is? Yeah. TV actor, burst on the scene as his role as Kelso in the Fox TV 70s show, starred in several movies including Jobs, Dude, Where's My Car, Spread, and The Butterfly Effect. He created the show Punked, where he would play pranks on celebrities in the 2000s and took over Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Married Demi Moore in 2005. They split up in 2011. Actor Ashton Kusher. Born today, what year, Mr. Jonathan? Ashton Kutcher and I are the same age, so he was born in 1978. 1978. I'm going to say 73. 73, what do you got? I said 1979. Somebody got two points. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, oh. two points, 78. Wow. Now that's going to Because be if it was either of you that got the two points, he would have just said you got the two points. Yeah. He can't say it. He can't say it. Barry, country singer, Goth Brooks, oh. celebrating his birthday today. Jeez. Pop country singer and musician who was named the best-selling solo artist of the century in the United States. Country got big, huh? He made it big. Country singer Garth Brooks' birthday is today. What year was he born? 1961. 1961. 1955. 55. 10 years more than that, 65. And Barry will take the point at 62. 62. Okay, so here's what we got. We got Barry with one point. Mr. Jonathan with two points. We have one question left. Zero. We 
subject to vitality's got nothing but he this is his first time and we never really this we're professionals that's I'm why we're expert at pop culture <clears throat> there it is so it's going to go back to you entrepreneur john deere anything yeah john deere american entrepreneur who invented the steel plow and founded deere and company began working as a blacksmith and apprentice at the age of 17. his company john deere was worth more than $40 billion in 2010. He fathered nine children and invented the steel plow. Fill in the jokes here, old Fat Freddy. John Deere's birthday today, what year was he born? 1905. 1905. 1851. 1851. 1893. And you're all over. What? Jeez. 1804. Oh, 1804. It's an old dude. Mr. Jonathan, congratulations. <clears throat> Two weeks in a row. Just not that I'm counting. You are, you are in a roll. I was 101 years over. Right. <laughs> I feel like he should get half a point for that. Which, whichever classic cigar you choose, it is a classic. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire. On your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. Happy birthday if you're celebrating your birthday today. Victor, we probably went over this in the past, but Tortuga, which means tortoise. Why Tortuga? The name represents the uh, process to go to market. Everything is done very slow, methodically, and to tra traditional standards. The Dominican way. The, the Miami way. You Miami, yeah. <laughs> It, it is uh, pretty. That's, that's the fast answer. Yes. Okay. So, lots of cigars. Why should a retailer take your cigar brand on, and why should a consumer pick yours instead of something else? Wow, that's like uh, you look, <laughs> you're looking for the Shark Tank answer or something <laughs> like that. Um, I, I consider myself an enthusiast brand. You know, uh, like we talk about, like cigar geeks, or yeah. you know, what what's the terminology that we've been using here for? Yeah, uh, geeks, geeks, geeks works. Enthusiast, okay, yeah. So, uh, like hobby, we're hobbyist, it's their hobby, yeah, hobbyist, things like that. I represent such a small aspect of the premium cigar market. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's why I chose the name Tortuga to represent the slow, methodical process only using aged tobaccos, only meeting a certain production number every single year, uh, and never really going beyond that. My ultimate goal is to remain boutique and just stay within that realm of boutique. Yeah, yeah. So if that is your cup of tea out there in cigar land, yeah. then... So it, it'd be like people that are into microbrew brands, small microbrew brands. I'm not, I'm not saying things like Sam Adams type of thing, because that's no microbrew at all. Not anymore, no. Yeah. They, they started out as nano. In, in the beer terminology, you have nano, craft, micro, macro, and uh, I'm probably in the nano category yeah, yeah, yeah. if we were to. So if somebody comes along and offers you $30 million to buy your company and take it to the next level, you're not interested? Um... Yeah, it's a, you have a you have a check with yeah. you. I just, I'm just throwing it out there. It's, it sounded like you weren't interested. I'm just making sure in case there was a buyer listening. You never know. You know, if uh, if we could, you know, make the standards and make the brand work at that level, then you know, I would say, yeah, of course. Does your picture have to stay on the box at that point? No. Is that part of the <laughs> thirty million? You can no. do whatever you want. <laughs> Are you, are, you, is, are you buying them? You should. Uh, I don't have thirty dollars. Listen, whatever you million. say, whatever you say. <laughs> this is the honest answer. This is the honest. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna go. You know what, what do awesome. you say to that? But you, you, 
your micro, your nano, you're small as you are, but and you you no way for those that haven't heard Victor before on the show. We have new listeners all the time. You've been in this industry a lot of years. I mean, you're celebrating over 20 years now. 20 right? years in the business, yeah. And uh, nano to me represents under a million cigars in production uh, uh, in one year. Yeah, so here's a company doing under a million cigars. About 300 million cigars are imported into the U.S. a year. Uh, you know, it's less than one third of one percent. Yeah, so very very small. So he'd appreciate it very much, retailer. If you would a cigar store owner put his brand in there because it is going to make a difference. You're going to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, obviously. And for you, the consumer, to try a nano little cigar brand that, no, it is not going to uh, be at every single store and everybody's talking about it because you're very, very small. But it's like a cool factor of, you know, trying a Tortuga. You know, it's not everywhere. It's, you know. Yeah, you know, it's like um, a lot of stores, they have a boutique category, uh, a place in their stores, and then other stores just have everything just positioned anywhere in the store. So being a small brand, I can sometimes get lumped into with the macro brands. And, you know, that could, depending on the store and who's behind the counter and who really cares for the product, which is another aspect of choosing where to place the brand, because I work on an authorized retailer or appointed merchant style of a system. Uh, if I'm sometimes lumped in with the macro brands, I could get lost because I don't have the marketing power or the name recognition that those guys have. Yet. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, hopefully. You're putting out a consistent product. I can say yet because box after box, it's smoking the same. It's consistent. It's well-aged. There is nothing wrong with it. You'd be crazy as a consumer if you saw Tortuga on the shelf not to pick one or two up and smoke it with a buddy, and give it give it an honest try because it's they're all very good. Yeah. I have not been disappointed. Can I get a bell for that? You can. Thank it's you. True. Thank you. It's true. And, and, we're, <laughs> and I don't even like Victor. I'm just saying yeah. the cars are good. <laughs> that was very debonair. Yeah. He loves Victor. Everybody loves Victor. Uh, no, it's a lot of passion. There's a lot you put into it. Uh, you know, you're certainly not getting rich and famous from it uh, yet. Hopefully, uh, you know, we've seen. You've seen, you've been in it for 20 years. You saw a little guy start out and then become big many times. You've helped in a big way, and I am not. I won't get into it to show upon itself, of helping certain manufacturers as they're down and out and they're just doing little amounts and stuff. And you worked as a broker and, and I broke a firm out there with guys running around trying to place the product in there and get them. The next thing you know, they got so big, they say, we don't need you anymore. We're going company-wide, uh, company uh, sales staff and things like that. Now, uh, hopefully, it's your turn. Um, do you have guys out there working for you and trying to place it? I have a very small uh, a sales force yeah. out there in selected regions uh, in the United States. Uh, you know, and, and to talk about that just a little bit, I'm very proud of what I've done in the past for you know, those certain brands because yeah. uh, you know, I'd like to think that I, I've made a positive contribution well, to absolutely. their success. I'm very happy for doing that. And you know, I, I reached a point where I, had, I wanted to harness my passion and really give back to the industry. So really the, the whole uh, mantra, I think is the right word, is, yep. is really a, a tribute to the art, culture, and tradition of premium cigars and tobacco. So that's what really Tortuga is all about. That's what it's all about. All right, so let's wrap the cigar up. What do we think of it? Um, I, I got off the uh, the um, 
the whiskey right away. Uh, is it whiskey? Is it is scotch? It's whiskey. scotch because it's made in uh, Scotland, but it is a, they're all whiskey. Okay. Um, because I wanted to taste it, and it, it was being overpowered by a long finish of the scotch. I thought it would be very interesting in the next hour as we uh, smoke the dram that's actually paired for this to see where it goes. Uh, I'm glad I went through this process because if this ends up working, okay, they put some effort into choosing the right thing for, for that. But I wanted to really taste the taste of this clean, smooth. Um, this is how I like cigars. I mean, you made a cigar for me. This is my, my palate where I can taste the uh, floral components, the buttery smooth, um, almost like... Uh, if, you were to, if you were to butter a turkey and really get the skin crisp and you just, you just break off a little piece, like right where the wing is, you break off the tip of the wing and you just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You felt like you had to do it because he made that, the symbol. Yeah, it was. He made yeah. the symbol. He's, sh he's shaking his head like he hit. He hit it on the. He, he got it. Yeah. I, how was I, the, How was my timing? Was yeah, that, that was, was pretty our, good. Yeah, that I was hated good. it in it, but this will go down. It's one of the classic Connecticut's produced. Thank it you. It is just bar none, top ten Connecticut, top five Connecticut. Thank it's you. That good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, I mean, this could be a classic. This could become a classic. Um, this would be something if somebody said, you know, I, I've never really smoked a cigar before. I want to try to smoke cigars. I would have them try this because there's not the, nothing objectionable about right. this. It's, it's, it's so clean. It's so nice. It's, it's, and that's, that's the big complaint from new cigar smokers is they don't like when they're tasting the cigar and it's repeating on them, for lack of better terminology, half hour, hour after they sometimes the next day. This, you smoke it, you taste it, the finish is gone, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on to the next thing. And we will. We will. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to move on to the next thing. We're going to try this Balvini. We're going to try it with Dram Cigars. This is a new cigar just hitting, hitting the market. This is uh, Renee Castaneda and Joe Cusano getting together and coming up with this CNC Cigars. We'll see what uh, if it is the perfect whiskey to go with the cigar, if it, if it matches up better. We will be the judge of it um, and see how that goes. We're going to get Lick It Up with Dram Cigars from Orleans Group and CNC Cigars. we got Cigar News with Bad News Barry, News from the Asylum, Old Fart Freddy, and uh, we'll get Debonair with Gentleman Chuck Morris, who's not with us today, but uh, he was Debonair enough to get this ready for us. So uh, we have Victor Vitale with us. Going to stay on the next hour? I would love to. Beautiful. Absolutely. Victor's going to stay on with us, so we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, listen, this one was established in 1892, and Victor started establishing his Tortuga legacy with his legacy brands over 20 years ago. When you're drinking this, it's important to remember to keep the lid end of this out of your mouth. We'll be back with our number two right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it to end. 
Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, That may be wrong. I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Dan Faith. The authority on everything cigar. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. Well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey, Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, gal! Woo! Shake it back! Do And we're back with hour number two, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. In this hour, pour me another one. We're going to get Lick It Up with Whiskey. Renee Castaneda and Joe Cusano from CNC Cigars have put a cigar together to pair perfectly with whiskey. That's what they say. We're going to find out. We got cigar news from Bad News Barry, news from the asylum, Old Fart Freddy, and more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Tortuga Cigars, just temporarily while, uh, <laughs> while Victor's here. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch this mess live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube. 
because you can set it and forget it on both. So there's something changing in the cigar industry where new cigars would come out at the at the IPCPR. I was going to say RTDA, the IPCPR trade show every year. That's when all the new stuff would come out. But uh, we're we're only uh, a month in, and we've gone through so many new cigars hitting the shelves. Um, it seems people are saying, okay, it's a new year. Let me come release my new cigar. Uh, I think we have here with this Tortuga a contender for the cigar of the year already. Yeah, there's no I mean, question. this looks like it, it could be a, a winner. I mean, this is something everybody can enjoy. And I'm not I, just saying it because I don't want to see the I don't want to see the emails whining and saying, oh, because Dave likes mild cigars, that's why it's going to go in. Very good. We're going to put it to the test. It'll yeah. be on the shelves. And uh, unfortunately, Victor, if it doesn't sell well, it will not be a contender. It will sell well. I think it will as well. It is a milder cigar, though. The guys that are into the full-body cigars, it's not a full-body cigar. He has full-body cigars. This isn't it. But this is in my wheelhouse. This is where this belongs. This belongs in my humidor. Yep. And I'm I don't a- think Victor has anything that doesn't belong in my humidor. Mm. All of, none of your stuff is overpowering. It's well-balanced. It's full-flavored. well-aged. It took us time. Nothing is over the top. Slow. No hurry. Slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. I just came up with an awesome idea for a blind taste test. Remind me after the show, I think I have a winner. Really? Yes. You don't want to share it now with everybody? Nobody's listening. (laughs) And no one can get the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to put this guy down. I'm going to put it down, but to the side, because I want to go to the rest of it after. And we can do that. Did I ever teach the little trick that I do on cigars to relight a cigar? I think we did it a few weeks ago when you relit a cigar at the end of the show from okay. the first hour. Yeah, you wiped the, the ash Hirochi off. Rabanne, you Oh, okay, did. I did because I want to go. There's another one. Have you had that yet? No, I haven't. Hirochi Rabanne. <sighs> we have it here after the show. We'll smoke Love one to, of that. Yeah. A whole different spectrum of this cigar, but very another one. It's a Grand Slam. It's another Grand Definitely. Slam. Definitely available to you guys. Cigars so I'm going to wipe the ash off this, and I'm going to put let the cigar extinguish Should, itself. And exhaust it a little bit, too. Yeah, blow out. Of it, and when I relight it, I'm going to toast it up like I normally do the cigar, and instead of bring, drawing the cigar in, I'm going to actually blow out, and I'm going to re- relaunch the cigar, and it's not going to have any ashy taste. Once you draw that ash taste into the cigar, the ash tastes like a sponge, absorbs inside, and it tastes like ash all the way through, and that's why you don't like relighting the cigar, because it usually tastes lousy, but there's a little trick for you that that will never happen You like again. to look at a good ash. You don't want to taste the good ash. Yes. So here you go, Victor. Take one, pass it down. Barry, you have yours? Yes, I do. Okay, this is the Dram Cigar. What do we know about this Dram Cigar? Well, today's cigar is available in four different blends. Each one is meant to pair specifically with a type of whiskey. They were sent from our good friend Rene Castaneda and Joe Cassano, and the cigars are being distributed by the Orleans Group. The one that we're going to smoke today with the Balvini is cask number one, which is blended for scotches, scotches that are citrus in notes, such as the Balvini, or a little bit woodsy, such as Glenfiddich. It features a Connecticut wrapper, and it's described as mild and creamy. There's also cask number two, which features a Corojo wrapper, and it's described as medium-bodied and complex. It's meant to be paired with a woody scotch, such as Angel's Envy, which is a bourbon, or, uh, but still counts as a scotch. Uh, well, in this case, it counts it as a whiskey. A whiskey yep. Or something a little bit spicy like a Macallan's. Cask number three, which is a Habano wrapper, described as medium plus with spicy notes, is meant to be paired with a scotch whiskey that is spicy and smoky, such as Johnny Walker Black or Jack Daniels. 
Lastly, cast number four, which is described as rich and intense, full-bodied cigar with a Connecticut broadleaf, and it's meant to be paired with a smoky, peaty whiskey, such as Lafrog. Okay. And I'm curious. You drink scotches, right? Yes. Is it Lafrog or is it Lafroig? I say Lafroig. Okay. Because the O-I would say that it's oi, but I wasn't quite sure. I'm, I'm not a, uh, a phonetics professor. I think you want to... I have always pronounced it Lafrog, but that's just how I heard it pronounced, so maybe I heard it wrong. There we but. go. <clears throat> All right, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the cigar brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And Nick Perdomo just celebrated his 50th birthday this week. Yes, he did. Happy belated birthday, Nick. Yes, I was at Nick's 49th surprise party. And they made it on the 49th so that he would have no idea he was going to have a surprise party. The 50th, he'd probably be waiting for it. If he was waiting for his 50th, he's still waiting because <laughs> there was no surprise party for him for the 50th. But the 49th was out of control. I mean, what an event that was. Um, so we're going to cut the cigar. And here we go. It looks like a shade wrapper. It's a Connecticut shade. Yeah. and uh, Double Connecticut, it says on the band here. Could that be a Connecticut binder as well? There is a Connecticut binder as well. I remember reading that online. And uh, I think it was Dominican fillers, uh, but don't hold me to that. And this is made in the Dominican? I believe so. It, it, the pre-light drawer is very hinky-esque. Mm, really? Yeah, you got that earthy, hay, barnyard note going on. Well, I'll be there tomorrow morning. I leave tonight. I land tomorrow morning at 3.40 a.m., and um, it'll be Sunday. So Monday, I'll end up going to see everybody, and I'll see where these exactly are made and probably see the production because um, these these have been released or they get ready to be released? I think they've been uh, released. Renee was up here with the local sales rep uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they were pitching the cigar, so I do believe they're out. Okay. So uh, we're gonna give it a give it a light toast. We've got the Lotus Armada, seventy nine ninety nine. This is a table lighter featuring two onboard bullet cutters and the patented big ass tank that yes. the folks at Lotus are known for. You could carry it, but it's kind of large. A little bulky. Yeah, it's a little. Maybe if you had uh, overalls, you could carry it in your breast pocket of your overalls. This would be something. I wonder if I could get away with throwing this in my luggage. Because they, they think would it's think a it, razor? They think it's an electron, electric razor because that's what it kind of looks like. And um, I think you should try it. The problem we have when you we go distract there, them with your giant meat is I'm always looking for a light. I smoke a lot of cigars when I go down there. Just ignoring and, that comment like yeah, it didn't happen. Like it never happened. It was, there was a layup there, and we all missed it. I, you know, I was just thinking if you want to be big at the beach, right, you just put this in your swim trunks. and. Mm. Here Personally, go. I go for a potato with my speedo. The problem is, you always put yours in the back. It's supposed to go in. The front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about a layup. So, so the initial light when you light this up, it's very earthy. There's a lot of hay. There's a lot of grass notes. But if you take a sip of the scotch, all right, now let's and do then this. follow it up with a pull on the cigar, you can almost pick up orange rind. See, I think you're falling for the old trick of reading what's on the band is that what it says now, it says the citrus notes now t before you go taking a drink well my contacts aren't working that good because i can't read that taste this what does it say what does there it say is that? a hint of 
butterscotch in the smoke of this cigar. You got it once. You know you weren't going to get it twice. Hey, that's all right. Uh, this has Joe Cusano written all over it. I love it. I love it so far. I think it's delicious. It reminds me of the Cusano 18. I, which was a double Connecticut. <laughs> which yeah, was I a mean, double Connecticut. If, if you didn't say in the beginning that Joe Cusano had something to do with this, I would say, is Joe working on this? No kidding. I can definitely see where the, where the whiskey's opening up the cigar. It, it definitely it's heavier than it's heavier than yours. I can taste it through the through the scotch. It's the butterscotch. The, the butterscotch is the common ground on this. I don't taste any of the citrus at all. Are you tasting the butterscotch because you're tasting the scotch? I tasted the butterscotch in this, and then I took a, a pull off the scotch. So there's there's <laughs> why it's it's perfectly. Uh, get no butterscotch whatsoever. Yeah, oh, we're your palate's wrong we're sometimes. On totally it's right. opposite ends right now. Can you be wrong in this game? That's the beautiful thing about this game. Well, Barry can. There's no wrong <laughs> answer. I've never been wrong at this game. It's something you know it goes back to earlier with your big head in the office, and you know. But it's said with love. Thank you. No Thank problem. You. It's it's heavier than. Um, the Tortuga for sure. It, it's it's coming through um, the long finish of the scotch. Yeah, it's like punching through. Otherwise, yeah. it's punching through it, which is I I think the key to you always have to have a cigar stronger than the alcohol you're drinking in order to punch through the the flavor. Right, that's yeah. going to be the key. Yep. They're going to be close, or the cigar has to be a little bit stronger. little bit more to get through. It can't be reversed. Yes. I which agree. is what was happening the other way around. Agreed. I was only tasting it. So that, that that's what I have just learned by pairing. So if you're pairing uh, anything with it, if, if you, you have to make the cigar be able to get through whatever you're having. I can pair with, like, food. I know what food, but a lot of people don't eat food with smoking cigars. You're eating, eating smoke. I love uh, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in the old days, yeah. we used to do three, four times a week with right. all the cigar dinners and everything. Yeah, and you'd, you'd eat <laughs> and, you know, have a steak and the cigar and certain ones. Smoking went. while you're cutting. And, uh, right. It was like <laughs> yeah. last week when you were tasting steak off of uh, one of the cigars yeah. we smoked. It would have paired well at a barbecue without a doubt. Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. They want us to do it, so that's it. Anybody need a refill? I'm getting there. You know, I, I want to time the finish, actually. I, so I, I'm going to do it and time the finish because that def, the, the Balvini definitely has a long finish. Yes. And you said it, somebody said 60 seconds on the finish. Was that mm. you? I'm going to. Yeah, uh, it's about that. I, I think you're right on with that. Dave is, has a, not to sound fresh, but it, Dave has an oversensitive palate. So he's, he picks up those notes much, much longer than the average person. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's about a minute. Yeah, it seemed longer than that for me, but you're going to time this thing and see how it goes? I'm going to clean the palate with black coffee. See, I, I drink scotch. Victor drinks scotch. I have a feeling for you that it's going to be a little bit shorter than it was for Jonathan. Um, for me, it's not 60 seconds. It's not even. No. And I would say it's longer. Just uh, just for the record, I have a couple of about $1,000 worth of scotch in my thing. That's the only thing that I collect okay. liquor-wise. 
just throwing it out there. You're a collector of scotch. No, I'm a drinker of scotch, but yeah. I just happen to not be able to finish the bottles faster than I can buy new ones. When I was at your house for Thanksgiving, when we were downstairs in your gym, uh, which is also his garage. What the hell are you doing in the gym? You know, he My had a God, the gods. I tricked him. Yeah, <laughs> I tricked him. What did we drink that night? Was it scotch or was we, it rum? We were drinking rum. Okay. Because I knew you liked rum, so I made sure I had rum on hand. Which was debonair of you. Thank you. And then I also had uh, rusty nails, which I was making with cheaper scotch and drink okay. Yeah, you, I, I didn't like the rusty nail. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Huh? Well, uh, Mr. Jonathan was debonair, so uh, let's go to it. Uh, while you're enjoying life till it's full, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and more gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, how to be a gentleman on social media. Number one, no gossiping. Okay, listen, remember, people gossiping to you are people gossiping about you. And besides that, it's what chicks do. Number two, no cursing. You'll never find a gentleman cursing in a public setting. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, these are no different settings, and it's a place where you'll never find a true gentleman, a debonair gentleman, cursing. Number three, no one wants to hear about your life's problems, bitching, complaining, whining, things, again, that you'll never see a gentleman do on social media. Number four, don't send invites to play Farmville, Candy Crush, or, here, here. for that matter, any other Please. game. It's an instant way to get yourself unfriended. Number five, tagging others in pictures. Listen, it's never, ever acceptable to tag one of your friends, acquaintances, or colleagues in an unpleasant or discouraging photograph. And if you really want to be debonair, just don't tag others at all. Ever. And finally, the last way to be a gentleman on social media, don't post an update on every single thing that you're doing throughout the day. Mr. Let Jonathan. me save you the trouble here. No one cares. That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? And should I add it to that? We don't care about your bathroom habits. And uh, he didn't say anything about bathroom habits, so that's still on the table. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like Less one debonair. Of those were aimed at our friend Jeremy, but yeah, I know he listens to the show, so. Uh, so uh, that's gentleman Chuck Morrison who is not here. He is being debonair in a family way today. It is, is his he daughter's fifth birthday, ah. and he decided to spend it with her because it's her special day. It's her special. Well, five years old, you're old enough to start remembering. Yeah, yeah. So he's there. Hey, last week he was at the game. Next week we'll have him on, and he'll tell us all about the Super Bowl and show us all the pictures of all the players smoking Garofalo cigars and. Uh, because he brought five he was boxes. At the Super Bowl? Yeah, he said all, wow. all the Patriots things. Wow. So uh, we'll see what ended up happening there. But he saw the game of a lifetime, I would say. Uh, Barry, are you a Patriots fan now? I'm a Patriots fan, but I don't so much as feel that we won as much as Seattle lost. That was a horrible play call. See, yeah, I disagree, and so does so does Bill Belichick. He said 
that play worked earlier in the game. There was no reason why they shouldn't have run the play, and that everybody should just get off of Pete Carroll's back. Maybe on the fourth down, you try something like that, but you had a couple more to do. What did you listen to? To sports radio sports on the way radio. in, Come on. <laughs> something. Huh? That sounds right. like I know what I'm talking notes about. Over there, yeah. I no, saw you, it. you do the you do the plays that are working against the defense that you're playing against right then and there. I have no issue myself with Pete Carroll's play. If I was a Seattle Seahawks fan, I still wouldn't have an issue. You you make the play that works, and that's the play that worked. No one read yeah, that would have been a star. He would have been a star if right. it worked, right? Well, I disagree with that working because all game long, their running back was getting three, four, five yards a carry. And they who was better than the Pats on the, on the zero-yard line at stopping the run? They, they had two extra guys ready to block for whatever his name was, the running back. They, they had two extra guys. Uh, I'm just saying, at that point, Marshall everybody's Lynch. expecting the run. You've got to go for the throw. Hey, there's a guy at Popeye's Chicken very happy right now how, how that worked out for him, right? Not the owner of Popeye's Chicken. No, he just lost an employee he is, he for is. life. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> interesting game and interesting commercials. I thought the commercial content was horrible. Uh, normally, it's something to look forward it to. It was if, doom and gloom. Yeah. The always commercial was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, commercials were terrible. Once so, again, my favorite was Budweiser with the dog running away and meeting the wolf in the woods. Yeah, the, just for the record, the I'm not a fan running. of crying during a Super Bowl, which I which I openly wept and my wife mocked me. Oh, my God. <clears throat> what did she mock you with? <clears throat> she mocked. Oh, I mocked. thought you said marked. mocked. I was thinking, never mind. No, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking. So uh, we're having scotch. Um, Victor, what is your favorite cocktail um, of choice? You're smoking a cigar. You choose a, if you choose a cocktail or whatever drink it is. But, you know, what do you what you go to here? Cocktail uh, like a particular brand or yeah, just or, a style or anything. You know, mixed drink or whatever you. I would say scotch. Yeah, really. Yeah, if it's if it's cocktail, a spirit, I would say scotch. You have scotch, and uh, Lagavulin would be my. Uh, my ultimate, or Lafroy. Okay. Mr. Jonathan. Well, I get two. If I'm out socially, I like gin and tonic. Not even that particular about the gin. They all kind of <laughs> taste the same to me. If I'm enjoying a libation with a, with a cigar, I prefer scotch, and I'm an Oban 14 guy. And how about you, Barry? Wait, I'm a threefold answer for me. Because you're an alcoholic. Well, I drink rum and coke <laughs> because I could afford it, uh, but... I used to be a big Scotch guy until I went to the Dominican Republic when I became a fan of rum. Uh, so my my go-to is like uh, Zafra, a Zaya. It's a sipping rum. As a sipping rum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my cigars. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a uh, vodka and tonic, hammer and sickle vodka and tonic, um, but I'm not a drinker. You know, I would rather coffee. Yeah, coffee. you're half in the bag right now. You had a thimble full. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Your uh, shoulders have dropped. You're all slumped out yeah, in a chair. His face is a little flush. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been a weakling when it came to alcohol, and I was in the nightclub business for a dozen years and just never got into it. You know, no other reason. Just uh... I've developed quite the coffee habit because, really, there is no better pairing than coffee. And I was telling Victor before the show, I came across a recipe that you sent me. Yes. You A little pat of butter, unsalted butter, a, the same amount of coconut oil in your coffee, it is unbelievable. And it has health benefits for men. It releases extra testosterone into your body. It triggers your body into releasing it. You feel like an absolute animal 
after you drink it. And you did this in the cup after you brewed the coffee. Correct. And Victor said, what about actually brewing the coffee and putting that inside? Well, you've got a $1,000 machine over there, so if you want me to put butter and uh, coconut oil in it, I guess I will, but... Not that machine, and that was $3,000, okay. by the way. No, well, what about a pour-over? You know, pour-overs, uh, sure. uh, like in, in coffee geek land, pour-overs are really big right now. The uh, Aero Pot, I believe it's called, Will uh, you, you pour it, you put a filter in, and you put the coffee grounds in, you pour hot water. Slowly pour the hot water. And then you, there's a plunger, and you push the plunger down. Uh, I don't know that the butter's going to make it through the filter is the only issue I have with Wouldn't that. it melt from the hot water? Automatically and make it through. The filter's pretty fine, man. You got no grounds in there. Uh, what what I did this morning was I put the butter and the coconut oil and the coffee in the blender, and I whipped it into a froth. Oh! And then you did it the French press. No, no, no. Just with the no with the co the I already brewed the coffee. Oh. And then put that in the blender. Oh my God, that was heaven. Heaven. Coffee's the best. Coffee is the coffee's best. the best for cigars, right? I agree. Black coffee for me. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, okay, it's time to take a peek into the asylum for some crazy news, some asylum news. Here we come. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. Asylum Cigars take no prisoners. A Missouri family has been arrested for arranging a kidnapping of their six-year-old relative to teach him to stop being too nice to strangers, according to an NBC News report. The boy's aunt, Denise, asked her co-worker, Nathan, to stage the kidnapping, telling him, our child is too nice, he's too open, he's too polite, according to Lieutenant Anthony Binder of the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office. Uh, the boy's mother, Elizabeth, and grandmother were also going along with the plan. After getting off the school bus Monday, the boy was allegedly kidnapped by Nathan, who showed the sobbing boy a gun and told him he would never see his mommy again and that he would be nailed to the wall of a shed. Uh, what the hell? Yeah, the story continues, but I'll tell you this. Screw stranger danger. I'm willing to bet a week's pay that this kid's parents and grandparents are brother and sister. Yeah. Someone needs to counsel this boy about the dangers of inbreeding. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! Okay, that's from Asylum Cigars. Asylum Cigars, you've seen them. 6x60, 7x70, 8x80. Any thought in mind on Tortuga to go, go big? Go uh, big or go home, Victor. You know, uh, 60 is kind of pushing the envelope for me personally, but I have had a lot of requests for a larger ring gauge. I'm not sure if Tortuga yeah. is ready for that yet. Yeah. If the band will wrap around it to begin with. and Yeah. I, I'm not against it. I don't want to say I'm against it, but I'm not sure if the brand is ready for no, that. No, you have – you. isn't one of your box press ones 
a 60 ring. You do have a yeah. 60. Yeah. It doesn't All seem right. like a 60, though, it's because, box because it's boxed. You cheated. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. brings it down a bit. And we were looking at, we got some samples in this morning, and we were looking at some 50 ring gauges that came in unbanded, and they look so small. Like Panatella. Yeah, <laughs> they look small almost <laughs> all of a sudden because everything's coming in so big. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this is, is already hit its peak. The big ring gauge is right. It's it's not going to go any further than this. I just would like the record to show you've been saying that now for two I know. and a half years. Listen, if I was the folks at Asylum, I I was the guy at a, from uh, when they showed me Asylum. I go, no way. We didn't actually take it on at the beginning because I said it's it's absolutely insane. Uh, no way. And then I got so many requests for it. We took it in, and it was one of our biggest sellers for the year. So – it definitely works. That's why I'm mentioning it to you. I don't believe in it. It's not something I don't want to put an 80 ring gauge in my mouth, but people buy them. Yeah, they sell it crazy. <clears throat> well, it's interesting the way uh, the industry is only ready for things when it's ready for it. So you remember, I think Puros Indios yes. was probably the first yeah. to have it. And then I think Nick Perdomo had the Immenso. Immenso, yes. Um, and then way after ahead that, of the time, yeah. Yeah, I think um, who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, there was another guy. In the 90s. Um, ah, why can't I think of his name? Philip. Uh, Wynn. Wynn. Yes. Had really big. Felipe Gregorio. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, the, the industry just wasn't ready for yes. it. Yes. Yeah, they were ahead of their time. That's all. Well, speaking of uh, new sizes, why don't we talk about new cigars hitting the shelves? Barry Stein. Well, each week we share what's the newest cigars to arrive at Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. And this week, those editions are. Cubanacan Habano and Connecticut cigars. These medium body cigars are made in Nicaragua and are full of flavor that do not disappoint. The Hiroche Rabana Habano Maduro has arrived. These cigars are from the grandson of famous Cuban tobacco grower Alejandro Rabana, and the grandson has taken over where the grandfather has left off. Wait till you smoke this. This system. powerhouse of a cigar is exceptional, and it features Habano seed from 2000 as the wrapper with binder and filler from Nicaragua. They call it a Maduro? They call it a Maduro. Okay. The Winston Churchill has arrived from Davidoff, newly reblended and redesigned artwork. The cigar features a wrapper from Ecuador, Mexican binder, and five different filler tobaccos. Another must try. Folks, the stuff is coming out. It's, to be, it's only February. It's crazy, the stuff that's coming out right now. Yeah. And lastly, the La Flor Dominicana 707 has arrived, and this 7x70 monster features a Habano wrapper over Dominican binder and filler. And it's available as singles or in 10-count boxes. That's what's new this week at TwoGuysCigars.com. And they're all great. These things that are coming out are great. Uh, beginning of the year. I wish our trade show was early early in the Is year. Is that 707 the same 707 that was the TAA release? It's slightly different. Okay. I haven't smoked that uh, besides the TAA one yet. But a uh, lot more to go to. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back... Uh, we got some mailbags, and we have uh, Bad News Barry with uh, Cigar News uh, and Barry's first hater on the show. I'm sure he's had other haters in, in his personal life, but on the show, he's been like the go-to good guy on here. But we got his first hater. We'll see what that's all about. Uh, join the club, Barry. Uh, we got Old Fart Freddy and lots more. Wait till you hear the tweets of the week this week, Mr. Jonathan tells me. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. 
They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Armand Asante, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back, and these two just will not stop talking like the two little old we're ladies. Gonna, we're going to solve all the problems in the cigar industry during the break. That's when we end up doing it. Now, interesting, uh, what we're talking about is interesting what a cigar retailer, why they take a certain brand on, why why they would or would not take Tortuga, Dram, you know, his the beginning of a new year. you got two great cigars out there. Our cigar retailers that are listening to us right now <clears throat> Are you considering taking these two brands on? And if not, why? You have two great brands. There's, there's reasons for both of them. Sure. And uh, they belong on retailer shelves. What's the, uh, what's the retail on this dram? That I don't know. We didn't get any pricing with the samples. Okay. One million dollars. Pricing is important also. But uh, you're getting something like the Hiroshi Romagna that came in priced pretty high. Surprising. 19 to 21. Yeah, surprisingly high. Wow. But once you smoke the cigar, you say, wait till you smoke it. I'm going to smoke it after the show. Wow. And you'll say, well, I can see, you know, but um, it's just not an everyday cigar because 20 bucks, you know, that's what ends up doing it. A nice little uh, article uh, on Cigar Aficionado about our friend Nelson Alfonso in the uh, Atabay which he talked about, you know, uh, packaging and price. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, the packaging uh, is over the top, and unfortunately the cigar is not. He found that uh, it matched, the price matched what it looked like. Yep. And it, now you got the whole package. If it looks great and it is great, now you got the whole package. But it, it cost, you know. Um, but I, I don't say your everyday cigar should be a $20 cigar, but um, – if you're going to go out to, for a nice restaurant, you're going to get a nice piece of steak and you're spending $20 on it, why shouldn't you have a nice cigar every once in a while and spend $20 on it, you know? Right. Every meal isn't going to be the $20 steak. Um, you know, you're going to get the $5 foot long or whatever you're going to end up doing and, and go cheap uh, most of the week. And then you're going to go to the nice steak once in a week. Maybe you go to the nice cigar. Every, you know. Sometimes I'm surprised by your ability to pick up on things that are happening around you. And then I realized it only has to do with food. $5 footlong. $5 footlong. <laughs> you know they're selling more of them than they are the $20 steak, right? You've, you've never walked into a Subway in your life. Well, but I hear about it. I see the commercials. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a commercial type guy. So what do you right. got in the mailbag here? The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. <clears throat> in 2000, uh, 2014 was such a great year for cigars. And I've never had a BG Meyer, so I don't know if you got this one right or wrong. I don't know. I the do know. Of the year. We got it right. We got it right. I do know that with every other list out about a month before you, I spent a lot of money tracking down the cigar of the year from other websites. If I buy any more cigars, my wife will kill me. Get a new wife. There we go. <laughs> you have an answer for everything. There it is. <clears throat> I guess I will have to wait until the spring to come buy some. Uh, or look for them next time I drive to the local cigar lounge that carries them, Absolutely. which is over an hour away, and that is Michael Ryan from Oklahoma. Take a nice hour ride. 
pick the cigar up and you got a nice friend to drive back in that hour, which is the BG Mai. You drive back and you well, smoke you, that. You smoke a friend on the way down. Yeah. And then you have one more spot in the humidor. You buy two BG Myers. There we go. Smoke and now one you back. replace the one. And replace it and there's your problem. There we go. We solved that problem right there. What else can we do for you? You got anything? <laughs> Uh, let's look at the best tweets of the week. The best tweets of the week are brought to you by <laughs> Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. That's right. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. The Cop. Do you know how fast you were going? Me. I was keeping up with traffic. The cop. There's no one else on the road. Shows you how far behind I am. Before posting your next selfie, ask yourself, am I 14? You post a lot of selfies. <clears throat> Zip it. <laughs> Thinking about opening a healthy alternative egg white only omelet breakfast joint called Whites Only. Should be a big hit. No response for that at all. Nothing, you chickens. <laughs> I just report the news. I wonder if people who decided to try crack saw a crackhead and said, yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and the best tweet I saw all week actually speaks to uh, Barron's and, uh, and Dave's dieting. Not to brag, but I finished this 14-day diet in three hours and 28 minutes. Well done. I've been there, done that. Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled and two bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. I did one of those diets where they gave you so much in a day to end up, you get this many calories during the day. At 12 noon, I said, what am I going to do now? Because <laughs> all my calories were gone. It's the battle of the bulge. It continues. Bad news, Barry. What do you got? Hey, there's just more of us to love. Yeah, it is. Joining Washington State and California in the move to raise the tobacco purchase age to 21, both Utah and Rhode Island have thrown their hat into the ring yeah, when yeah. a measure was introduced this week in each state. Iowa, not to be left out, has also proposed raising the age from 18 to 19. In Cambridge, Massachusetts, the tobacco purchase age was raised from 21. In addition... The council passed option eight, which prohibits people from smoking in parks smaller than 15,000 square feet and public open spaces and parks larger than 15,000 square feet during city permitted events. Back in Rhode Island. Hang on a second. Do you have to break out a tape measure right. to measure the parks? Yeah, you yes. need to get one of those rolly wheel things <laughs> that Beasley has when he's checking property lines. This is just crazy. Meanwhile, back in Rhode Island, there was also a proposal that is being voted on that will ban smoking at all beaches. In Colorado, two separate cities have banned outdoor tobacco smoking. The first being Fort Collins, where, outdoor smoking. where new restrictions will include that. outdoor public spaces, which includes all city facilities in the busiest part of Old Town. In short, the ban covers everything from parks to alleys owned by the city. Oh. The other city, being Boulder, Colorado, has banned smoking outdoors in the downtown business district, city parks, open spaces, within 25 feet of bus stops, multi-use paths, and entrances to buildings. Hang on a second. Legalized marijuana. Can I smoke weed? 
Well, the law reads tobacco, so. Yes, you can. Thank you. That's all I care about. That's all. <laughs> in Washington. Yeah. I'm switching. I'm in, switching off cigars because it's all depressing let's news. Change this and change I'm the going name. to change weed. the name of the, the marijuana authority. Yeah. <laughs> in Washington and Nebraska, both states saw measures to reinstate smoking Yay. in cigar lounges advance. While neither has passed, they have both cleared the first hurdle. In Wyoming, a bill to raise the tobacco tax on cigars from 10% to 20% was defeated by an 8-to-1 vote. Also this week, Viva Republica announced the release of Jailbreak, which will be available at Cigars. Very interesting. The cigar features a Lancero inside a 6x58 stick. So the, the problem of people not smoking Lanceros goes away because they won't know it's hidden <laughs> yeah, it's inside. It's yeah. genius. So basically you'll be genius. smoking two cigars, two wrappers, two binders, and ten different fillings. And now Lanceros smoking su- two cigars at the same time. And Lanceros starts selling like crazy All of a now. sudden because <laughs> they're buried inside a 660. And lastly, the following <clears throat> trademarks were registered this week on the tobacco. These are an intent to use but will not necessarily see the light of day. There was only one. Fuente registered the name Whiplash. Whiplash. And that's this week's Cigar News. That name doesn't seem to go with Fuente. It doesn't. I wonder where they're going with that. They've got the chateaus and all that highfalutin stuff, and then Whiplash. Whiplash. Well, speaking of Bad News Barry, the following was submitted through the Contact Us page of (coughs) thecigarauthority.com. Excuse me. I understand that the segment in your show is called Bad News Barry, but for the sake of Jesus Christos, can you please pepper in something positive once in a while? I've been listening to your show on the podcast every week for the past few years, and I love it. But when it comes to that segment, it makes it seem so doom and gloom for the cigar industry. Come on, guys. Throw us a bone. There has been anti. There has to be an anti-smoking bill that got shot down somewhere brian meredith from redondo beach california not the first time brian's written in by the I, way i got one thing for brian and it's <laughs> right in the kisser there here we, we go, go. <laughs> brian here's the story the it's not we're reporting the news it's up to you to change that bill to make that bill happen what have you done personally in your area to go to the state house and turn or or your city and turn something around Somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. I do a lot of them. I go out there. Victor goes out there. We go out there. We try to work it as best we can. We're reporting the the stuff that is not getting taken care of. And hopefully it gets somebody out there excited enough to say, enough of this. Let me do something about it. You're hearing some bad stuff because these are the facts, Jack. That's it. This is the fact, Jack. This is what's happening out there. We're getting killed, and there's going to be no place left to smoke at all. You can't smoke outdoors. Outdoors. Indoors, in your car. Hey, there's some houses in California in your man you can't cave. even smoke in your own apartment. Right. So, yes, it is doom and gloom. So something has to be done about it, and we're counting on you. We're giving you the information. We're giving you uh, information to go out there and make a change and feel good about it. And I'll, I will be the first one to thank you for, for turning something around. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Putting blinders on and make believe this isn't happening is not good. We have to know it's happening. So, We're Brian, next through. week we want to hear from you that you uh, ran for city council. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, just take some time out of your day. I'm sure you're not busy and just 
a board of health, you know, these old ladies in the board of health thing, three ladies changing these things. Get some young cigar smokers out there in the board of health things to turn it around and say, let the people do what they want to do. Leave us alone. Freaking marijuana. You have smoking. the right to pursue happiness. Yeah, you don't have the right to happiness. Right. But pursue. you do have the right to pursue happiness. So please pursue. And cigars are part of my pursuit. They're part of my happiness. I love cigars. You're not, you're not guaranteed happiness. So they have to be part of your pursuit or you're out. I smoke at work. I smoke in the car. I smoke in my house. And I buy cigars. And I know my wife's listening, but I buy all the cigars I want. Unlike somebody that said, I can't smoke, I can't buy the BG Maya because your wife is going to yell at you? Really? Well, you know what? Pe people don't have the education that we have as far as knowing that a couple of cigars a day is actually good for you. So this poor guy's wife is uneducated. She hasn't read Bonagraph number nine. She hasn't been to cigar school. She hasn't been to a cigar tasting for eight that we happen to yeah. host here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. But that's part of the education that we offer, Brian. We're taking it to the next level, and we're bringing the education to people. And a lot of these people were not cigar smokers when they came in. See how much she spends on her hair, <clears throat> her fingernails, her, her – what do they do when they do their toes? Pedicures. He says that like he's never had it done. I yeah. know for a fact <laughs> yeah. that I've come in for him for, to, to just hang out with All him. All right. We don't and have I to get a message here. from the guys. Oh, no, he went out for a pedicure. <laughs> so – a customer took me, made me take. Yeah, me whatever. Go. Made and, you do and, it. And right? massages yeah. from guys in the airport. Suddenly, I'm yeah. not. Suddenly, I'm not the gayest one on the show. Just saying. No, you still are. All right, I am. Yeah. I am. Okay, it's time to go into the aging room, and my apologies in advance to everybody. Here is old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, people are looking for more horsepower, which means more torque, a bigger engine, and even bigger tool behind the wheel. In my day, more horsepower meant more sh more feed, a bigger barn, oh, and more horses. Horses for men. Nowadays, kids complain about how expensive tires are, but at the same time, they spin and smoke their tires to impress the ladies. In my day, the ladies were very impressed by how well you could shoe a horse. You heated it, bent it barehanded, because your rawhide rancher gloves were still drying, and mounted it on the horse. Nowadays, with movies like The Fast and the Furious 1 through 6, kids want to keep their cars pretty clean. They wipe them down every couple of days, vacuum them every month, and pay extra once a year to have their ride detailed. In my day, the hot rod of choice was the jackass. They could pull more, they ate less, and they were just as ornery as me, even back then. We wiped our ass down, cleaned his saddle, and gave him a good brush on every day. I have always been an ass man. We were horse-powered, shoe-mountain, ass-wiping men. Sometimes, aging uh. makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged some are not. I couldn't hold out anymore. I just love horses, okay? What can I say? Always have, always will. What's the problem? <laughs> it's old Bart Freddy for you, folks. It is. It is. It's always been an ass man. What is with the big booties all of a sudden? It's so popular. Big uh, booties. You a big booty guy, Victor Vitale? What is that? What it, the, big, the big butts, the Cuban rear ends. The 
Kardashian factor. I got to tell you, man, in Miami, oh, my God. Every girl, it's the rice and beans. It has to be the rice and beans. They all got junk in the trunk. I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. You do? Yeah. I don't like it. The I'm bigger the cushion, the, the better the push. I'm waiting for the big fat stomach to get popular. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping to happen. Victor, you'll because be out. You'll be out at that point. It's going to be just roadkill. I'm speechless. I really, the day that happens. <laughs> this is the this is the part of the show. Really, the show should be about an hour and thirty minutes. It's two hours. So this frivolous crap that's at the end of this thing. But some people write in and say they like it. Some people write in and they say they hate it. Whatever we want to hear from you. Yeah, we're going to beat you up if we don't like what it is. But that's part of the thing. Beat us up and we beat you up back. So that's that. So what's up with Victor Vitali going on? We see the new cigar coming out. You've worked on it for over a year to do it. You must be on a project now that you're working in. Do you want to talk about it or say anything about it? may never come to fruition, but you got something going on in the pipeline? There's always uh, blends um, being tested and different things that I'm working on. Uh, right now, I, honestly, I'm very content with what I have. But just trying to get a better gauge on you know what's going to be popular and trendy in the future. Here's my question. Yeah, is it that you call up the factory and say I would like to try a blend that is this strength or has this tobaccos in it, or do they say, listen, Victor, we put together this blend. We think you might like it for Tortuga Cedro Number Seventy Four, uh, and they send you the samples. Wh which way does that typically play out? Uh, neither, actually. Um, it really starts at the purchasing of tobacco uh, part. And, you know, usually uh, when you buy the tobacco from, uh, I buy tobacco from two sources. So they have stuff in reserve that would just be coming to maturity that you try and test out and look at and see how much they have as far as uh, how much you want to gauge on production. And you take a look at that, you try it, you blend it. You try and figure out like what you can come up with that's different and unique to the industry, and then that's where it starts. So you get a reserve on – so let's say you got 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. It's all the same crop, and 2000 comes into, into maturity at 15 years old. Next year, 2001 is going to be 15 years old. So if 2000 works out for you, do you get then to say when you buy 2000, I'd like to reserve 2001? The same amount or 10% more? How does that? If you have the money, you could pretty much do anything you want. Fair enough. But you have to buy, like anything, you have to buy futures. Yeah. So if you have the money to put that tobacco in reserve, which a lot of the bigger players do, then you can reserve that tobacco. So Victor's for sale, $30 million. That's the <laughs> price tag. Just, uh, I, get a I bet I can get them down way. a couple, maybe. And 29. I'll yeah, yeah. 20. <laughs> Twenty-eight nine. Okay, <laughs> ring the bell. Yeah, there we go. Um, you've worked for companies, though. You've worked for cigar companies as uh, as a direct uh, salesman for them. Uh, you worked in the cigar stores. Then you worked on your own agency of um, brokers that are out there. Now you work for yourself. What's the best one? What's the hottest one? What would you recommend somebody considering getting into this industry? Well, you know, I, I see a lot of uh, brand owners that, that don't have the experience. So I guess my answer comes from a biased perspective. I, I think that to truly understand how to go to market with a brand, that you have to understand every rung of the ladder it takes to get there. So you buy a cigar store first, 
you work the retail side for a couple of years, get your yourself going, maybe have a private label, and then sell the cigar store, keep the private label, take it on the road. Well, I guess that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, or you can just work for a cigar shop, really uh, garner the knowledge, and then really the best thing to do, because each cigar shop is different, and uh, the go-to-market strategy for cigar shops are different. So uh, where I was very fortunate was that I actually, I was able to get the experience from traveling the country and understanding all of the different pockets of trends that were happening across the states. You have like, there's this blanket trend that happens and there's also these regional pockets of trends mm. that also happen. So Well, you've got your center of influence stores that kind of drive those newer products and then the, the sort of satellite stores that kind of pick off the drippings of those bigger stores may catch wind that something's going well and they carry it to maybe get a couple of customers because that means the world to them. So at some point, your saturation from that center of influence is going to be watered down to a point where maybe you're running into another center of influence. So I would imagine a strategy that someone might have is picking 30 to 50 shops across the country and seeing if you can get that dilution to happen. Am I off? No, you're right on. I mean, then we'll look into like macro, micro, craft, nano. Usually the, the nano or craft segment of the market, you, you can have saturation in a particular region. And then once you get outside of that region, you won't have it. So if you look at a map, you'll see just like little flags of pinpoints on the map itself. And then there'll just be this one area of saturation. And then as time goes on, if the brand is healthy, yeah. you can continue that saturation. But as a nano or a craft, it takes a very long time because you don't have the macro budget or marketing dollars behind it. How much does social media play into the brand awareness of Tortuga? Um, I'm only saying that because I, I happen to catch a YouTube video or six uh, of you. <laughs> and the scene is you're kind of walking down a hallway and you're tapping people on the shoulders. And <laughs> I didn't quite understand what the video was all about. But does that did that end up selling more Tortugas? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's just more fun. It's it looked like, like it was a good time to make. It, it, yeah, sure. it was a lot of fun. It's kind of like feeding the fan base in that sense. But uh, for me, social media hasn't really been the uh, uh, catapult to uh, to success. Try yeah. responding to my posts, you know, more often than every six weeks, and but, maybe but you'll get a little But it's not the bump. do all say all, and and. The reason why I ask that question is I have customers that come into me all the time, and you must have it that, that people ask you, listen, I'm going to get into the cigar business. I'm going to start my own brand. Guy doesn't know anything about anything, and he's going to get in. And my answer to him is don't do it. Me too. I love the cigar industry, and I want everybody to get into it and stuff, but know what you're doing because if you want to lose all your money, this is the industry to do it. We've seen it, right? We've seen it. Yeah. You want to make a million in the cigar industry, you start with two million. Yeah. And then These you, have days one you start with three. Yeah. There we go. It, it's, uh, it's not it as easy and fun as it looks. There's a lot of work, hard work. Uh, and the biggest thing, one of the questions I asked you was what can you say to a um, retailer that's out there that owns a cigar store? Why should he take your cigar brand on? And why should. Um, a, a consumer end up buying it because there's so many choices. That's yeah. the thing. We were inundated by so many people coming to us and saying, we want to put it in there. We, we're a big store. We have 1,100 open boxes of cigars. So we're able to at least face off 1,100. The average store is doing 400 or something like that. How are they going to pick Tortuga? And they should, but it's, it's a tough, tough road. 
Yeah, I'd say so. You know, they have to figure out what type of store they want to be, if they want to appeal to the masses or appeal to the uh, the craftsmen. Right, right. That's what <laughs> they have to know to. that first. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow on our conversation uh, as I head out to the Dominican Republic uh, and meet the manufacturers, the people that are making the cigars. They ask me all kinds of questions like this: What does this industry demand? What's what's missing in the industry? We need to put. Do you need more fuller-bodied cigars, milder cigars, bigger ring gauges, thinner ring gauges? You know, people coming out with crazy things like a Lancero stuffed inside a six by sixty. Uh, there's ever-changing things out there. So we as the Cigar Authority are always looking for your input. Uh, find us on the CigarAuthority.com. Contact us. Tell us so we can help them help you if there's something you're looking for. Uh, I always say visit your brick-and-mortar retailers. Keep them alive. Take care of the, the nano brands. Uh, give them a shot. Just don't go to the big guys. Give these guys a shot. It's what keeps our industry healthy. So for that, thank you, Victor Vitale, for joining us. Uh, Tortuga Cigars, look for the Tortuga Connecticut. The Dram, uh, that's ready to hit the shelves right now, too. And as an MSRP of 10 to $15, the local rep reached out to me who's listening to the show. Okay, 10 yes. to $15. 10 to $15. 10 to $15. Um, for uh, Barry Stein, for Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, who's away again today, be back next week. I'm David Garofalo. Remember, this show and every show with the Cigar Authority is absolutely free. So don't be asking for your money back because this didn't cost you anything. We'll be back next week with lots more. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. That's right. And when you're smoking your Dram Double Connecticut, always remember... Keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week, everybody. Two guys rock. Two guys rock. With a billion choices. So he has. Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two guys smoke shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire. Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven.